Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Blues and Sabres tonight. You'll hear it here on 101 ESPN. Michelle and Randy with you. And Joe Vitale joins us as he does every Friday here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Joey. How you doing? Hey, Randy. Doing really well. How are you today, buddy? Everything's good. Hey, I, I don't know if people are aware of this. And you might... You can, I want you to shed some light on this. You were involved in one of the weirder trades in hockey history when you were traded for Pavel Datsuk. Right? Because did you, you never played with the Red Wings, right? No, never did. And, and he, yeah, never played a, with the, he never played with Arizona. He never played for Arizona. No, it was, it was actually, you know, back in, I think it was 2015 or 16. And I remember it was the, close to the draft or the day of the draft. And I was just kind of randomly watching, you know, the, the draft happen on, on ESPN. And it was the weirdest thing. But I remember, like, seeing on the ticker on the bottom, Coyotes, trade and i remember like thinking as it's coming across the screen like oh i'm i'm gonna know someone that's got traded this is kind of interesting <laughs> and then it said as it, 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 it was going in slow motion like coyotes i'm like oh and then it's like trade i'm like huh and then it was like forward i'm like who i'm definitely gonna know this guy and then it says joe i'm like i only know a couple of joes on that team that are forwards for the coyotes and sure enough it said vitale i'm like huh and it was almost one of those stunned things. Like, you didn't even believe it was real. So I had to, obviously, I rewound it. And I'm like, and then, so then I did, but I, I, didn't, I didn't let it go. I did, and it said four. So then I went, I just immediately stopped it. I was like, hold on a minute. So then I rewound it back and it said, I'm like, okay, who did I get traded for? And then it said Detroit Red Wings. And I'm like, watch this whole thing. And then it said Pavel Datsuk. I'm just like, what in the, like a future Hall of Famer? Like, what in the hell is going on in this world? You know what I mean? Like, it was really, it was really something that I, I really could not believe. And then sure enough, within like five or 10 seconds, immediately after I saw that, my agent, Al Waugh, texted me and, and basically uh, let me know the news. But, you're, you know, Randy, it's, that's how things are done these days. In the old days, you get a call from your agent or GM now people find out on Twitter. Play, it happens all the time with players. They find out on TV or on Twitter, especially, and there's really no secrets anymore. Did it bother you? Did it bother me? It, it bothered me a little bit. Um, it bothered me a little bit because I remember I was I was dealing with a lot of concussion issues, and I, I had an eye injury from a, that fight. I was my, my final game. I got in a bad fight, um, and I, it broke my orbital. And, and that's I'm still having I still have vision problems to this day. And I remember during my time in Arizona when I was missing the time because of my concussions and the doctors were trying to figure out what was going on and why I could, I was still getting these headaches, you know, and then, um, the, the, the head trainer in Arizona, he, he was kind of, you know, th- these trainers, like they, 
they're being paid to keep as many players on the ice for as many games as possible. That, that that's what they do, right? So they they will they will push players when they don't feel comfortable playing because they it's just their job, right? So there's that it's kind of that game within a game, and, and you see this a lot in sports. I mean, look what happened with Jack Eichel there in Buffalo. You know, Buffalo wanted him to treat his body a certain way, and they wanted him to play. He felt uncomfortable, right? So there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And I think that, you know, the Arizona trainer at the time, um, he kind of just rid me off. Like, you know, I don't know if he thought that, you know, it wasn't as serious as it was, but there was obviously something going on the doctors couldn't figure out. And so he was kind of very absent for the last, like, six to eight months. Well, he calls me the day before the draft, and I didn't know all this was going to happen. And he, we had, like, a great conversation, and he's asking me all these questions about how I'm doing and is there anything, anything I need and, hey, what are your thoughts about, you know, starting to ramp up your workouts again? I was kind of so – and I remember leaving that conversation the day before the draft. I come in my kitchen here in St. Louis, and my wife's like, who was that? And I was like, oh, that was, you know, that was so-and-so, the, you know, the trainer in Arizona. I was like, was it a good conversation? And I was like, in fact, it was a great conversation. I felt like he really, you know, he was really asking me a lot of great questions. And sure enough, the, the, the son of a gun was just asking me because he wanted to know if the, the Arizona basically wanted to give away my contract. Because, I mean, <laughs> you talk about being treated like a piece of meat. I mean, but that's, that's, what, that's what you are at times. You know what I mean? So um, I, I can relate to players like Jack Eichel. And, and you have to really admire players who, who, who do stand their ground about, about hey, I'm, just, I'm not healthy. Something's going on. Because the trainers, again, and the team, they're being paid to put you on the ice. Whatever that product looks like, you know, that, that's their job. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit tough. But at the end of the day, being traded for a future Hall of Famer, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I just love that part where you're like, yeah, it was a great conversation. I feel like awesome <laughs> right now, Joe. Um, but Randy and I were talking earlier, though, the state of the Blues is pretty good right now. But there are some players still that we haven't seen really reach their peak yet this season. One of those guys being David Perron. We know he contributes to the Blues in so many ways. But when you watch him play, what do you think his game needs? How can he get back to peak David Perron? Well, I mean, I think that the biggest thing for David is, you know, you, you go back to being healthy. I mean, I think that that's something that you have to recognize that maybe is, a, is something that's kind of going on with him. You know, you, you, you take a hit in that Chicago game, you know, around Thanksgiving time. It was, it was, an, it was a nasty hit, if you remember, and Braden Shen ended up fighting, I think it was McCabe, uh, right after. So I think he got dinged up. He's dealt with concussion problems in the past. So first and foremost, you know, from, I think, a, a fan's perspective and definitely a, a broadcast perspective and, and for you guys' perspective, you, you have to look at, okay, first and foremost, is, is there something going on there, right? And I think that uh, someone who's dealt with a lot of concussions and, and especially on a contract year for David, he's going to force himself to play any situation he can. But is he 100% completely healthy? That, that to me, is one of the biggest ones where, where we don't really know that answer. So that's number one. Um, but number two, assuming that he is healthy, uh, I think he's he's definitely looking at this season as a, a transition season, very different from the last couple of years, where maybe it was him and Ryan O'Reilly who were grabbing this thing and taking it and running with it. Now you're looking at something where maybe the culture's changed a little bit here. You're looking at players like Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, uh, newcomers like Brandon Saad and Pavel Buchnevich. Um, the torch has been passed uh, from where it was two years ago where you were looking at the leaderboards and you would see number 90 or number 57. Now you're seeing 18 and 25 and 89. I mean, it has been a culture change here. So I think with that change comes on new responsibilities where you have to evolve. So yes, the points maybe aren't quite there the way they need them to be, or maybe where he would like them to be, but that's not saying that he's not been effective, right? So maybe, maybe yes, you would like to see him contribute and get more goals, 
But I think that it's more about the, the evolution of David and what this team needs of him or is going to ask of him coming down this stretch. Like they asked Alexander Steen heading into that 2019 Cup run around Christmas time where Craig Bruby said, basically, you're not going to be on the power play. You're not going to be in the top six. You're going to be a fourth liner, and we need an identity for, for that fourth line. Maybe that's a conversation Craig Bruby has with him here pretty soon where, hey, David, this is where things are trending. This is where our team is at, and this is what we need out of you. And it's maybe going to be on the third line of the right wing position. And then can you help create an identity for this third line? So um, to, to expect the, the points and the goals to be there when a lot of the torch has been passed other players, maybe it's, a, it's an unrealistic expectation at this point for David. And maybe it's something about now where do we go for him moving forward? Joey, I, I got to ask a couple of really important questions. Uh, Joey is a product of Northeastern University in Boston. Today is National Clam Chowder Day. Are you a, a Boston Clam Chowder guy? Oh man, clam chowder like 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 you read about. I mean, in Boston, they were uh, some of the best clam chowders ever. It's always the red and the white, right, Randy? Yeah, and I like the white. The white, always the white. Yeah, always the white. Um, and I like I like a little. This is going to sound kind of gross, but I like a little sandy grit in my clam chowder. You, you ever like bite yeah, into some clam I get chowder? That. You get a little. Yeah, you get a little sand. You know it's, like, rustic. People, like, hate that idea. Like, oh, you're munching on, like, a piece of sand, like a little speck of sand. But I kind of like that. It's kind of, like, gritty. Like, this thing came right from the ocean. I'm That's right. Off. You know it's fresh. You know it's fresh. You absolutely, absolutely know it's fresh. And uh, we had some we had some really, really good Boston chowder days in Boston throughout my time there. And, and today, like, like the weather here in St. Louis, perfect. It, it would certainly be a great clam chowder day. Do you make sourdough bowls? You know, you could definitely do that, Randy. Yes, yeah, sourdough bowls, and um, you can turn them in, just carve them from the outside. I mean, St. Louis Bread Company was probably the first ones around here that would do that. And I think that that, to me, is uh, that's my happy place. That's my happy that's place. The best part of those is the best part of those is when you're done with the soup, and then you just rip the bowl mm-hmm. open, just munch on it like crazy. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I could certainly use that. I tell you what, my kids. My kids can certainly use one of those today. We uh, we left two of ours behind today for school drop off. My wife and I, we have this like idea in the morning. I don't know, parents, a lot of parents might, might, might frown upon this, but the bus leaves at 7.58, our bus meaning our car. 7.58, <laughs> we used to go through this. I'm sure, Randy, you remember this when your kids were little. We used to go through this, brush your teeth, get your shoes on, your shoes aren't on, and we're like, we're driving ourselves crazy. And I actually talked to Ryan O'Reilly's dad, Brian, about this on a road trip and a dad's trip a couple years ago. And he's like, try this. I go, okay, well, let's try what? Next time, instead of going crazy, asking him to do things 100 times, just say, the car is leaving at 7.58. If you're ready, hop in. If you're not, we'll come back and get you. And I said, okay, I'm going to try that. We actually tried it. We ended up leaving our kids home for a couple days there, but they actually got it. So now it's like less screaming, less yelling. And now it's just, if you're ready, you're ready. And the kids take it upon themselves to go. Well, today, my two boys, they got a little distracted playing shinny hockey. Ended up being one of the coldest days of the year. So I left with our daughter, Summer, thinking that they were just waiting the house, you know, for us to come back. We come home. They're not here. So my wife and I get back in the car. We go down the whole road to school. They don't have jackets on. They're in short sleeve shirts, walking to school. And I'm literally watching parents look at my children walking to school. So uh, tough lesson, I guess. I guess they're going to be all right, but they didn't make it safely, so that was good. It's a tougher lesson for you than them. I kind of admire the fact that they, they, they rallied together and they hopped on, they know where to go, and yeah, they don't have jackets on, but uh, hopefully a lesson learned, and I, I would imagine on Monday morning they're going to be on time. 
And Joe, I'm impressed that they even went to school. If you, if the bus pulled out at 7:58 and I was playing hockey with my brother, I think I'd still be playing hockey when you got back. I thought that was going to be the case. I thought they yeah. were still going to be playing hockey when you got home. I was going to say, yeah, that, that that's when you know I would really worry. I mean, the fact that they were actually out of the house and on the way to school, I was actually a proud moment for dad. But, yeah. You know, these kids, they get in all these, like, they get in this, like, snow day craze where there's been a lot of snow days here in St. Louis. And I think they just think that every day is a snow day, apparently, but uh, just because they see snow on the ground. But that was a fun day yesterday. But, no, we got to get back to work today. Okay. What, one other quick thing, Joey, and this is another National Day thing. But as you know, I like my chocolate-covered almonds. And I need to know from you, because you're in great condition, because of your concussions, you've had to deal with a lot of different foods. Is there a more perfect, healthy food than dark chocolate-covered almonds? You know what? I would take it a step just above that, and you got to get the cacao dusted almond. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Oh, yeah. Michelle knows what I'm talking about. It's all about the cacao, okay? That's right. So That's right. whenever, you're, whenever you go get dark chocolate, like, there's a lot of great craze about dark chocolate. There's a lot of great properties about it. They actually have, like, there's like a stem cell. Um, there's a stem cell a, um, element to cacao they're finding where it actually stimulates your brain in certain ways, which is really, really cool. So cacao is huge. Now, cacao is very bitter, right? If you taste like a raw cacao powder, it's, it's, it's like it's so bitter you can't even eat it. So then they convert it to chocolate and they add sugar. So when you're going to get good dark chocolate, right, it's not the Hershey's Kiss. You can't eat Hershey's and say, oh, it's healthy, right? right. Look for like the highest percentage of cacao. The higher the percentage, the more bitter and the more kind of gross it's going to be. So I found that balance like of 70 to 75% cacao chocolate that's that's the sweet spot where it's like a it's a push of the cacao, but it's also like digestible where it's not miserable to eat. Anything lower is just going to be sweeter, but it's not as good for you. But certainly, uh, Randy, between between the stem cell properties of cacao chocolate, throw that into you and me, our favorite nut of all, the almond. You can't yep. beat the almond. Uh, it's just it's just top to bottom. Uh, the only problem with it is you just don't know when to stop. <laughs> Dude, that's my problem. There's no doubt about it. I uh, I admire your brilliance, and we always love having you on the show, and we're looking forward to tonight with the Blues and the Sabres. Hey, can't wait. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay warm out there, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. You bet. See you later. That's Bye-bye. the great Joe Vitale on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.